Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Hi, my love, and welcome back to the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am um, sitting in my little podcast slash tea room slash office slash the only place I can close a door (laughs) and have some undisturbed time in our little house. And um, it's a gray day today, looking out at the lake and the trees, and it's just one of those really gray days where you can, you know, the sky is like white and gray. You can't even really distinguish the difference in clouds or anything. It's just, it's just, it's just very gray. And the gray is reflecting in the lake. It's like a gray lake and a gray sky. And somehow it's really beautiful. (laughs) People are making fun of me because... The things that regular Swedes complain about, that's like, who on earth enjoys a gray, cold day that's really windy? Like, no one, you know, it's like, that's not weather that you look forward to or anything like that. And I'm just in the space where I think everything is so beautiful and everything is so precious and the changes in the weather every day is so awesome and the cold is great and the gray day is great and um, everyone's making fun of me because... (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just yeah I wonder how long it's gonna stick I I mean I get that probably a while from now I'm not gonna wake up in the morning to the grayest coldest day and go yay my favorite weather like there's probably an expiration date to me thinking that everything about Sweden is awesome like I get that maybe not I mean who knows the thing about what I'm realizing more and more the thing about maintaining a really close connection and appreciation to nature means it's much easier to wake up in the morning and be grateful for the weather no matter the weather right so the more the more time i spend outside the less i i could complain about weather right the more time i spend outside the more beauty i find in the everyday day-to-day moments that that nature provides 
Because of course, like going outside on a gray day, it's still really magical if you pay attention. If you spend time in nature, you know, mindfully with your heart open and keeping your eyes peeled open for magic. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been mushroom picking in your life, but like, or blueberry picking or going to forage something or anything that you're doing with a bit of purpose out in nature. Like when you're looking for something, suddenly you see everything, right? Like looking for mushrooms is a great example of that because you're just keeping your eyes peeled open and you're looking at everywhere. You know, you're looking at everything everywhere and really paying attention to see if you can find that, that gold. Like here, close to where we are, there's a lot of chanterelles in the fall, for example, like called the gold of the forest. There's a lot of stuff they call the gold of the forest, <laughs> <laughs> don't hold me to that but you just start seeing so much more and when I go outside I try to keep that same attention level really high you know I'm really I'm reading a book about moss right now oh my god who am I okay <laughs> I get I get that my friends are making fun of me I get it I totally get it. I would make fun of me too if if one of my friends just suddenly started only talking about composting and it like wakes up giddy with excitement for the grayest, coldest January day and starts reading books about moss. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I could be like one of those characters in Portlandia or something. Oh, Portlandia. That was a long time ago. I saw that. That's the best show. But anyway, I'm reading a book about moss, mosses, and... Um, so I'm paying really close attention when I'm out walking or when I walk through the woods and just really wanting to notice the difference in moss on different kinds of rock and on trees and on, you know, by bushes and shrubs. And if you get really present with everything, like you go out into the woods and you get, you pay attention, you're going to notice so many beautiful things. And having those kinds of moments outside just means that every day is kind of a wonder, right? And of course, this goes for every day, wherever you are, right? If we wake up in the morning and we start to pay attention, we get really present in our bodies. You know, we walk through our day and move through our life here. Then we're going to find magic everywhere all the time. And yes, it's hard to sustain that level of presence in our day to day, you know, with the stuff that we got to do and pay our bills and take care of the kids and clean and do laundry. Like, yeah, not everything is going to have that magical sparkle to it. But I think having at least a moment in our day every day where we get to pay attention in that way, where we get to look for the magic in the day to day, it can really change our lives. You know, the other day, I don't know if I, did I talk about this on the pod yet? I don't think so. Okay, I can't remember what day this happened, but we were on the couch, Dennis and I, the other day. What are we watching now? We're watching Succession. <laughs> Just like the greatest contrast to our lives. Okay, we're watching Succession and we're so into it. Oh my God, we are so into it. It's so good. I can't, I can't stop. Like, it's so good. Don't give me any spoilers because we just kind of start, we're like on season two, I think. But anyway, we're watching Succession. Leia's sleeping. We just had dinner. We're on the couch and I pick up my phone. I go on Instagram and I look at, look through my DMs, which I tend to do at the end of the day. And 
And one person is like, did you hear there's going to be northern lights in the Stockholm area today? And I'm like, okay, American person from far away who doesn't know anything about the northern lights. Sure, sure, we're going to have northern lights in Stockholm. Yeah, right. So I just, I didn't even pay any attention. I just like moved on. I thought that was a crazy person who just, because people people do, people have never been to Sweden. People tell me and ask me kind of crazy stuff. Right. Like I have gotten the question if there are polar bears where we live, like more than once. I'm not kidding you. People have asked me that. Oh, I I'm, I'm, I don't mean to pass judgment on Americans or anything like that. But oftentimes it's people from the U.S. who've just has, haven't traveled to Europe. Right. It's a totally different world. If you've been in the U.S., you're born in the U.S., you've been there your whole life and you haven't traveled a lot. Like that's a totally different kind of worldview, of course, compared to the difference with Europe is that there are so many countries so close together. And of course, the history here and the culture is just really old and kind of ancient. And you have a lot more cultures mingling here. So I think, you know, how they teach history in Europe is different. It's kind of more Eurocentric. Of course, you learn a lot about all the different countries that are close to you. And I think in the US, it's more US centric a little bit. Anyway, let's not get into that right now. But um, anyway, yeah, several Americans have asked me that and then also have asked things that that lead me to know that they think I'm in Switzerland. Like people who don't know that there's a difference between Sweden and Switzerland. And it's kind of confusing because they sound the same and they're both cold. And there's, you know, like Switzerland, they, they have this, the Alps and you can ski. And in Sweden, you can ski and both places get snow. And and in Spanish, Sweden is Suecia and Switzerland is Suiza. So that's like, you know, really easy to, 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 to mix as well. But people are asking me a lot of fun stuff. So when I got that DM, like there's going to be Northern Lights like close to you. I'm like, no, Nor the Northern Lights, they're not something just, just because we're in Sweden, like that we casually see through the window every day. You know, it's like we don't have polar bears in the, in the streets here. It's not like, um, oh, have you guys, if you haven't, you have to follow Yonna Yinton. I mean, she's an, I mean, you probably follow her already. She's fantastic, but she's a YouTuber and she does these really beautiful videos about, about Sweden and nature and she does amazing videos of the ice singing and things like that. And she has a video that I think went really viral because I see it pop up. I saw it just recently. And it's it's like a joking video of like, here's how Swedish people or how people in the Nordics do their laundry in the, in the wintertime. And it's her like with a saw going out on the ice and just sawing a hole in the ice. And then she has her like basket of clothing and she has her washing board, like one of those really old school ones. And she's sticking her clothes into the freezing cold water. And she's just, you know, washing her clothes on the lake. And then she's not wading through snow, but she's like pushing through snow that's shoulder high to go hang her laundry on this like clothes rack out in her garden in like, you know, we're talking like eight feet of snow or something. Of course, this is like it's satire. Like it's just a funny video because obviously we don't live like that. But I feel like some people think that that's what the Nordics it's like. That's what like Scandinavia is like. And of course, it's you know, it's not.
Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all-natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. But anyway, so someone told me there's going to be Northern Lights and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I move on. And then... A minute later, there's another DM from another person. Hey, did you hear about the Northern Lights? Supposedly, they're going to be close to Stockholm. Like, you're, you should be able to see them. And I go, what? So I start like, wait, like, is this, that, that can't be true. And I just look outside, like I'm on the couch. I look through the window. And here's the, the weird connection my brain made because I was watching, <laughs> I was watching fucking Succession. Okay. <laughs> like, why are we watching this show? If you've never watched Succession, it's about this billionaire family who, like, family-run, terrible, terrible family, kind of really terrible family, billionaire family, and the dad is eventually going to step down, and everyone is trying to become the top of the business, basically. <laughs> Great summary. You guys should all watch. I should, should I become, like, a movie critic, don't you think? I could I could be a show critic. No. So the older son, there's a scene, I guess we had just watched that episode, but there's a scene where and he he's the son who is not supposedly interested in the top job. And he like has a farm somewhere in New Mexico. He's like gone off the grid a little bit. Like He just isn't following the rules of, of what the family does. And the dad asked like, Connor, how are you? How's life in New Mexico or Arizona or where, wherever he is? And he goes, it's great the light pollution is close to zero. <laughs> and I really like that because I think about light pollution a lot, seeing as I'm like reading books about moss and and, and, and stuff and composting and like living, the, <laughs> living this different life. And I'm like, and I turned to Dennis and I said, hey, you know, we have close to zero light pollution. Like, so light pollution is that you never really get a dark night sky, right? That that even in the depth of the night, you still can see a lot of lights from nearby cities, even if you're in the countryside. Obviously, in a city, the light pollution is like at max. And here in the night, like I can't see lights from anywhere. Like we really have no light pollution where we are, which makes me really happy. So I was thinking about that. And I just I'm on the couch and I look outside, like because these people DM me about the northern lights and I see just like a glow. 
And I go, fuck, we do have light pollution. Oh, oh my God, that annoys me. That really annoys me. I can't believe we're this far from any city and still like we have light pollution. I can see the lights from the city. Oh, oh. And I was like about to get all, I don't know why. And also, I don't really know why this matters that much. Anyway, of course, I I don't know what mood I'm in. This is going to be a weird ass podcast. So anyway, I go outside not to look for Northern Lights, but to go and like complain a little bit about the light pollution, you know, and I go outside and I just look up at the sky and it's the Northern Lights. It's not light pollution. It's the freaking Northern Lights. And so the reason this is this is a thing is because it's really rare to see the Northern Lights this far south. Okay, I spent how many years? I spent 19 years in Sweden before I moved away. And not once in my life have I seen the Northern Lights in this part of Sweden, like never. And I, th- there's a story that maybe I saw the Northern Lights when I was a kid. We used to travel up north all the time, like every year we would go way up north. But I don't think so, because I, I don't remember. I, I, don't, I don't think I have ever seen the Northern Lights in my entire life. And I'm Swedish, right? There's a lot of people in Sweden who've never seen the Northern Lights. I think most people have never seen the Northern Lights because it's not this occasion that happens all the time. And the majority of people who live in Sweden live in the cities. And the cities are all in the south or like middle south area of the country. Stockholm, which some people think it's like kind of up north, it's it's not at all. It's like it's on the bottom 50% quadrant of Sweden. There's way more land north of Stockholm than there is land south of Stockholm, but it doesn't feel that way because we have a really long, like the country's long as hell. Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you how how long Sweden is. Okay, so let's have a little let's have a little geography lesson here. Okay, I had to Wikipedia this shit, of course. But so Sweden is 977 miles long, like just from south to north or north to south. That's 1572 kilometers. Like that's a really long country. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to at 450,295 square kilometers. That's 174,000 square miles. Sweden is the largest country in Northern Europe, the third largest country in the European Union, and the fifth largest country in Europe. The capital and largest city is Stockholm, and Sweden has a a total population of 10.4 million, the largest of the Nordic countries. 87%, okay, 87% of Swedes live in urban areas, which cover 1.5% of the land area. Do you guys do do you get that? That is wait, this is kind of blowing my mind. 87% of Swedes live in urban areas which cover only 1.5% of the whole land area of the country. Okay. That is do, do you understand how much space we have in Sweden? How much nature there is here? I mean, it's kind of how did we even get into this? Okay, we're talking about the <laughs> northern lights (laughs) aren't you happy you have so much more useful information about sweden now than you did you know five minutes ago so anyway because most people yeah live in the south or in one and a half percent of the whole area of the country most people haven't seen the northern lights and it's not something that you see on like a casual friday night you know so the fact that we had the northern lights here and it wasn't just like a little speck of it 
And like I go outside and I see just it started off just with this kind of like glow. Like it wasn't even green and purple and all, all that stuff. It was just like a glow that I thought was light pollution. And then I see like I turn I turn around and I see back by the forest behind us. There's little strokes of green coming up like in the sky. And I go, holy shit, it's real. Like it's real. And it was so faint. It wasn't even a thing. It was really, really faint. But it was there. And it was enough to f make me completely lo lose my shit. I go inside and Dennis was asleep. Like he's constant, constantly falling asleep in the last episode of whatever we're watching. Always asleep. And I'm like, Dennis, Northern Lights, there's Northern Lights. And he's like, okay. And then went back to bed. Like he did not get it. And I go back outside and I see there's more of it. Like it really expanded. It's it's becoming, a, it's it's becoming really real. And I go inside and I say, Dennis, like this is one of those moments in your life that you're going to remember forever. We have Northern Lights from our, from our patio, like from our back, in our backyard, literally like wake the hell up. And he just like stumbles outside and it's really cold and we have no jackets. And he just looks at the sky and he goes like I, his, his jaw was just open, like mouth open, unable to speak. And then he goes, Ca camera, <laughs> Ca camera. <laughs> and I'm like, get the camera, get the camera. <laughs> and just seeing the sky come to life in that way, I was crying. Like I was full on tears down my face all the way crying because we, we literally got to see the Northern Lights come to life in front of our faces. It started off as almost nothing and then became this explosion of color across the entire sky. I mean, just big strokes of green and pink and purple, but mostly the green, which is something you never, ever see in the sky, right? And it's not stagnant, you know, kind of how, how a sunset can color different parts of the sky, like a pink or an orange or something. It's not like that. The Northern Lights, literally, like it's, it, it's like the light is dancing. It's, it's really a show. It's, it's, it, you, you see it moving in front of your eyes. You know, it's not like a sunset where you look at it and then you look away and then you look back and it's like, whoa, it's different now. It's like while you're keeping your eyes glued to the lights, you see them dancing and moving and forming and shape-shifting and and it was just, I was, <laughs> I really felt like, you remember that, that viral YouTube guy who saw the two rainbows, the double rainbow guy, double rainbow all the way. And he's crying. Like that was me. I was like Northern lights all the way, just bawling my eyes out. And, uh, and it lasted so long. I mean, it really did. At the end, it was like 2 a.m. And I'm like, okay, and it's still amazing. You know, you don't want to go to bed. You don't want to, you don't want to miss out. It was like this major just, oh, I don't want to miss this moment. But we had three hours out there just getting colder. And I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go to bed. And Dennis was nowhere near done. He went down to the lake and went out down to the dock to capture even, even more of it. And I go to brush my teeth. And as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm just looking out the window, watching the Northern Lights, like while brushing my freaking teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry, but how is that a thing? How did this happen? How is this real life, you know? And we've been talking about it, Dennis and I, it's because this is a bucket list item for him and for me too. And for me, I guess, because I'm Swedish and 
it's accessible here. It's not one of those things that I've had on my bucket list forever. Like one day I want to see the Northern Lights because I know anytime I can just, I can go see them. Like I can travel a couple of hours north and have a good chance of seeing the Northern, the Northern Lights, but not this far down south, like not, and especially not close to cities. And like, it's really, really, really rare. Really, I mean, it was a thing. It was a phenomenon, right? It was like a thing they wrote about in the papers. Like it was a thing. And, but Dennis, because of course, like growing up in Aruba his whole life, the Northern Lights, there's nothing that feels more exotic to a Caribbean person than the Northern Lights. There's nothing that's further away, you know, or, or less accessible than the Northern Lights. So he's had it on his bucket list, like for as long as he can remember. And we were talking about it, like, should we take a trip? When do we have some space to go up north? And, you know, and we didn't have to go anywhere. It just, it happened here, you know. So I really feel like the sweet, I mean, Sweden has just rolled out the red carpet for us. I feel so spoiled. I honestly really feel so spoiled because we had all of this snow. I mean, so we had this winter wonderland of snow and all the snow melted. Now it's going to come back. Winter is long, but we landed and, and had a white Christmas, like a really white Christmas, which is not an every year kind of thing this far south in the country. Like it's more common for the snow to come a little bit later, especially in the cities. And we got to have this big frozen lake going ice skating every day, making snowmen and having snowball fights and winter wonderland, northern lights, like craziness, you know. <laughs> and I feel so blessed. I really feel I feel spoiled and privileged, privileged by nature <laughs> and blessed by nature and almost like I don't know of course I feel like everything is a sign that this is where we're supposed to be we're supposed to be here now this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A lot of people have been asking me, this is honestly one of the questions I get the most these days is, how's Dennis doing? And I get that question so much to the point that I'm like, are people people concerned? <laughs> people concerned about him. I want to bring him on the podcast. Maybe next week he'll join me on the show. Um, now that Leia's in school and we have, we have some more space in our day, but people are asking me so much, like, how is he? Is he okay? And, um, he told me the other day that he thinks he's going to be one of those people who likes the Swedish winters more than the summers, which might just be real. Yesterday, he had a lot of meetings and he decided to go down. We have a little sauna house down by the lake and it's not connected yet. Like we don't have water or electricity in there. We're waiting to get it like finalized and finished because once we have that, we're going to have a sauna and we can like go ice swimming and cold plunging in the lake and then go in the sauna. I'm really excited about that. But it's a complete little house. So Dennis was like, okay, I'm going to take all my meetings uh, down there. So he's on Zoom with somebody and this person goes, oh, so you've left the Caribbean, you know, you're 
you're in Sweden now. How, how are you holding up, buddy? Like, you okay? <laughs> and he said it was really like this person was concerned for his well-being. Like, are you all right? Is it is it rough? Is it tough? Also because, you know, leaving Aruba was hard on him. It was really hard for him to, to leave and to make that transition. So he goes oh you want to see where I'm at and he just opens the door and shows like like he's on the lake you know right there he's like I'm right here I'm I'm good like I'm really good I'm fine like we've gone from one beautiful place to another beautiful place and I think he really feels he really feels that way the thing I I don't worry about but the thing I feel I really have to focus on and I haven't been able to because it's just been so busy but I really need to help him get his own space so we have this third room. I haven't. I don't know if I've like shared this little layout of, of the lay of the land of our house, but let me tell you. So it's a ski cabin looking house. Like it's just wooden, like timbery on the outside. And it's small, right? So you enter into the world's smallest hallway. We can only fit three jackets. Like we can fit the three jackets that we are currently wearing if you put one more jacket on our little hangers the the hallway like the entrance gets too crowded and it's just like it's it's a really small entrance and hallway and then to the left we have a bathroom and uh it's not finished yet we we we're still missing like the furniture and the shelving and the bathtub and stuff like that for there but we have a shower thank god <laughs> and we have a sink now we didn't have a sink for like the first three weeks so we have a sink now like we have a semi-finished bathroom and then to the right is a laundry room which is strangely big like I don't know why the laundry room is this big if I had built this house I would have I would have done it differently because the laundry room just takes up so much space but now it's it's becoming like a mud room slash laundry room slash where we keep all of our like cleaning products and the vacuum cleaner and yeah it's like an everything kind of room and the laundry room has a toilet <laughs> just a little super weird but really good if you have a husband who wakes up in the morning and spends 45 minutes every day just sitting on the toilet like sitting on the can that's his his morning meditation what is up with men and spending so much time on the toilet like I, I this is a this is a thing I I don't know the time it takes for him just to like take his morning poop I have made breakfast I have cleaned the kitchen I have dressed Leia we've brushed our teeth we've packed for school I've walked the dogs like we are ready the morning has happened then he comes out of the bathroom it's like sometimes when I'm annoyed I'm like we are in a hurry you don't have time to go in here and not come out for 30 minutes you don't give me your phone and then I, I like make him I take his phones <laughs> thinking that he's going to spend less time in there if he doesn't have a phone. But that's not true. He will still. <laughs> Who knows what the hell he's doing in there. Okay, this is a question for next week's podcast. So anyway, from the laundry or from the entrance, you just go straight ahead. Okay, so you can go left for the bathroom, right for the laundry room slash Dennis's morning room. <laughs> but you don't turn because you're just opening the door to enter. And then straight ahead, you have the living room and kitchen, which is one ginormous space. And there's floor to ceiling windows. Like it's so beautiful. This is the best feature of the whole house. These floor to ceiling windows. So the moment you open the front door, you, you're looking at the lake. You know, you're looking at the view. You're looking at the pine and the spruce trees. It's kind of like nature is almost inside because it's just glass floor to ceiling. It's so beautiful. So it's to the left is a living room. Uh, 
it's one space, right? To the right is the kitchen and the little dining table that we have there. And in the middle of the space, we have our wood fired stove, like a fire pit kind of thing. And, um, and then you make a left and that's our little living quarters. So it's three rooms. You open the door, you get to our master bedroom. And then, so you have to go through our bedroom to get to Leia's room, which is on the other end of our room, which is kind of a pain. And it hasn't become that big of a pain, but it's, I know it's gonna, it's gonna be like, she doesn't have her own. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a little more mess everywhere because she's always walking in and out of our bedroom all the time. Like today, <laughs> like, I don't know what she's, she decided that we're doing a celebration. It's, it's winter spring today. I, I've never heard of winter spring, but it's a celebration. Maybe it's something they're doing in her Waldorf school. Like, I don't know, but it's winter spring. So it means we have to decorate and there's a, there's, we have to eat special things. And so she ha- found, I don't know where she found it, but she found some purple balls of yarn and she hung just yarn nothing else just strings of yarn strung up and placed with tape all over the windows and the and the floors and the the walls of our of our bedroom not her room but our room <laughs> I mean it looks you know what it looks like if you've ever seen have you ever seen the 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 office episode where Dwight Jim and Dwight are in charge of Kelly's birthday like they take over the party planning committee <laughs> Okay, if you're not a fan of The Office, you're not going to get this, but that's my fa- favorite show of all time. So they take over the party planning committee. <laughs> he uses like yellow masking tape and brown balloons, like poop brown balloons that he hasn't inflated all the way, that he, he just inflates like 10% of the way. <laughs> and he hangs them up all across the walls. It's so good. And then he prints in the regular printer. It is your birthday. Period point. <laughs> Just tapes it up on the wall. Like it's the world's saddest birthday celebration. Oh, that's such a good episode. I love that episode. Anyway, that's kind of what our walls look like, except it was just tape and purple yarn. Anyway, everywhere. So anyway, so you go through our bedroom. Like if you're stepping into our bedroom, there's two doors in there. One leads to Leia's room, which is a tiny little room. And the other one leads to the room I'm sitting in now. So tea slash podcast slash office. And the reason I got the space, and this has become like a thing, like we had to really talk about. But the reason I ended up being able to claim that space as mine because we could have just made this like the family office, right? A place where either of us can go close the door and get some work done, especially now with pandemic and stuff. It's really bad. Like there's a lot of COVID cases at Leia school. We we still haven't had it. I don't know what's going on. Everyone has had it. Everyone we know either currently has it or has had it. And, and we don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's coming or, or what, but So especially now in pandemic times, like it's so important that you have a space where you can take a meeting or you can get through your inbox or just to close a door and work, right? And especially for Dennis, because he he needs a totally quiet, dedicated space to get worked on. He can't do something on his phone while on the go or, you know, be in the middle of something and then just step aside and do a work task and then come back. And that's more how I work, like in spurts in the middle of the day and I can go from being in the middle of dinner, like this has happened multiple times. I'm like in the middle of dinner or we have friends over or we're doing something and I'm like, oh shit, I have forgotten to record the podcast for tomorrow. 
like the Yoga Girl Daily Show, which which I record five times a week. And I will just go, uh, see you guys in five minutes. And I step into the room, I turn on the mic and I just boom and I do the episode and then I go back. Like I can, I do that because <laughs> that's how I work. For Dennis, when he has a task, he has like a long ramp up to get to the inspiration and creativity and motivation and that like the doing of it. And then once he's there, he gets so much done. Like he gets everything done, but it takes him time to get there. He can't just boom, go do it. So the reason we decided or in the end, like this space became my space is because of the podcast. It's thanks to you guys. Thank you guys so much (laughs) for, for offering me this little corner of the house. But also there is a huge garage outside. Okay. There's a really like the garage is big. It's as big as the whole living room kitchen, like the whole, like it's two thirds of our house. That's the size of the garage. And then is new that if I get the space in here, like he can claim the garage, right? He can like do a man cave or a bike cave, or I don't know why it has to be a cave. It, it just has to be a cave <laughs> of some sort. So, so that's why, right? So, and all, and also for tea, like I sit with my tea or sit, I sit at my tea table every day and I have so much fragile stuff. Like everything that goes on my tea table is really precious and fragile and can break really easily. And it's one of those practices I really prefer to do in private. And he doesn't really have a practice like that. So it made sense. You know, it wasn't like we fought about the space. But but what happened was because the house was ready, right? We renovated the house and painted and did the floor. Like we, you know, we did the house from Aruba from afar. So when we landed, I already had this room. And the garage is not ready. It It, it was... It was kind of crazy. Like it was, it's not insulated. So it's been freezing cold. And part of that is because it has this big garage door that like lifts up into the ceiling, you know, like a traditional garage door and it's not insulated. So it's just blowing freezing cold air straight into the room. So there was a lot that needed to get done. There was this really hideous green, kind of like a carpet for a carpenter, you know, like a, like a kind of like a, <laughs> I guess a carpet that's meant for work. But all I can think of is like mold and, you know, like I'm like, if you want to make this into a livable space for you to have an office and, you know, all of this stuff, like we need to get rid of this rug and we need to do something with the floors. So there's a lot of stuff that we haven't done. And of course, like there's so much we're going to do poco poco a poco. If you say poco poco in Aruban or in Papiamento, it's slow down or slowly like poco poco. Take it easy. Poco. Poco a poco. (laughs) Okay, I'm losing it. Poco a poco in Spanish means little by little, right? That makes a lot of sense. Okay, I, I have lost the ability to speak any languages. They are all one language now in my brain. Anyway, we're doing stuff little by little is what I'm trying to say. And the garage just isn't ready and we're trying to get it ready, but it's been so it's been so overwhelming. So he still doesn't have that designated space. So I think once he has that, like a place that feels cozy, that isn't freezing, <laughs> we have already put a wall up over the garage door. So it's already warmer. We took the carpet out or the carpeting pulled out. But it's this really not good, it's like just a concrete floor, but I would love to, I don't know how to do that if that's possible, have it polished. Like I want to do something for the floor there so that it looks nice. And um, 
we got him some Ikea furniture and a desk and stuff. But it's just, yeah, I feel a little bad. I feel like I have this very cozy space that's totally decorated and beautiful to sit here and, and talk to you and sit here and drink my tea. And his is like a literal garage. Like there's oil stains on the floor. It's cold. There's nothing ready. And I just, I need to focus on helping him getting everything together. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The thing about, the thing about being handy is uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not. And Dennis isn't really either. Like he can, he can put Ikea furniture together, which is my least favorite thing. Like he, if he, if he decides he wants to do something, he will research and he can, he can do anything. Like he can teach himself anything, but he's not so motivated to be that handy person. I don't think he would all of a sudden, like, I want to repaint the garage. Like, of course, I'm like, we need fresh paint on these walls. And he's like, no, it's fine. But like, you look at it from the eyes of, I was going to say from the eyes of like a person, <laughs> but if you, you know, you step in, you just see it's patchy and dirty. It's just, it's a garage. No one has painted for the past 10 years. Like, of course it needs a fresh layer of paint and he's not the person to like go and buy paint and supplies to do that. You know, I'm the person that if we had everything ready, like I would, I would help out <laughs> and do my best, <laughs> but I'm also just, I have a really hard time putting these the stuff together I don't know I feel like I, I it's it's one of those things I am so impressed by is people who know how to do their own building and construction and DIYing and like renovations and I follow a lot of accounts on Instagram of people who just do that who like transform their whole houses and their whole rooms and they build stuff and they use saws <laughs> and hammers and nails. And for me, this is just so far from anything that I feel like I could ever do. It's it's to me, it's like learning, it's speaking Greek. It's the same. It's like tell me to, I can put together an Ikea furniture because it comes with really specific instructions, right? But I'm not going to enjoy it. But like, tell me to, for instance, in the little hallway that we have, it's a, we don't have any storage there. And I would love to put up like a little shelf but it has to be custom made because it's a weird, it's like a weird little angle in a corner. And it feels to me like if I was handy, I could do it, but I'm not handy. So I have to find someone handy and then pay them to do it. <laughs> and then it becomes much more expensive and, and harder, <laughs> not harder, but it becomes a thing, right? And I wish I was one of those people with like a little tape measurer and, and like knowledge, <laughs> And one of those little drilling machines and I could just do it by myself. But yeah, anyway, that is not me. It is a miracle actually that I can grow stuff. And I think part of part of planting an entire vegetable garden from scratch and wanting to become self-sufficient and all of that is going to require a certain level of handiness, right? Like I need to build 
garden boxes and stuff. And Dennis did that for me. I mean, when we did it in Aruba, he built all that stuff. Like he did. We fought about it a lot and I had to, like he would commit to doing it and then buy the supplies and then the supplies would lie there on the floor for two months kind of thing. And I, I feel like maybe I could learn on my own. Like how cool, how cool would that be? But I, I feel like there's a lot I'm learning on my own and I have to also pace myself. So anyway, once that's done, once Dennis has a cute little man cave, I think I think he's going to go from an eight to a 10. Like right now he's at an eight. Like he's just really happy, really excited to be here, really immersed in everything, everything Sweden, you know, truly. Like he's even, he's even asking my brother if there's stuff he can help out with or any, any like, you know, he just wants to, yeah, he wants to like be on the farm and, 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 and work. I, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's like we're both stepping into this whole new different life of different kind of learning. But of course, so Dennis does all the production for everything that we do, like all the beautiful lives and the live streams that you see that happen on yogagirl.com. He does that on his own completely. He sets up, he lit for, when we do the streams, he sets up four cameras and like seven sets of lighting. It's just a whole production setup that he does on his own. And he's so good at it. He's so, so, so good at it. And I think we're forgetting about that a little bit. Like it kind of feels like he's like out here looking for a new job. It's like, well, we have this big course coming up. You know, we have the home course coming up in March, which is coming so soon. It's blowing my mind a little bit how soon, <laughs> how soon the home course is going to be. And my goal is to have everything as ready as can be before before spring equinox, before March 20th, because that's when we start the course. We're literally entering a portal of seven weeks, fully immersing ourselves or me fully immersing myself together with a group, holding hands with everyone in this group to walk through this portal of, of healing and nature. And I, I need Dennis to have a space and for the major things in the house to be ready so that I can just focus on on the group because it's going to be such a, it's going to be such a journey. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited and I'm so nervous. I don't know. I, I feel really, you know, that feeling that when you're embarking on something brand new and there's a lot of unknown, that's how I feel about this course. I feel like there's a limit to how much I can curate and create in advance, right? There's a big portion of just trust of, of stepping into this community space and trusting that each person is going to bring their own level of magic and we're going to cook up something completely unique that you cannot anticipate or plan for. And um, I'm just so, so excited. We have some spots left open. If you're interested, you can go to yogagirl.com slash home course. And we're going to have, I'm really excited about this. We haven't announced it yet. It's going to happen any day now, but we're going to do a webinar covering the home course, like a little home course sneak peek for anyone who's interested and wants to join, but you're kind of on the fence or you want to know what it's about before you commit, um, like a little sneak peek into the home course. I'm going to announce everything on, on social media super, super soon. But for the rest of this week, I have really only one focus 
obviously it's moss. Like obviously I'm very focused on the moss. But my one focus for this week really actually is our compost. It's so important, okay? It's really, really, really important. Every day that we don't have a functioning composting system, I am just wasting fertilizer. Like, does anyone feel that way? I'm just throwing our veggie scraps and fruits and tea and all this stuff. And it's just like going into trash instead of becoming transformed into food for my future plants. So I really have to, yeah... I, I, I really have to get my shit together so I can start this composting system because it's already end of January. Is anybody in this part of the world feeling stressed about the growing season starting very soon? <laughs> this is my stress now. okay? And I'm way too early. Like there's nothing really to do now. But I feel like I have so much to put into place so I can start this garden, so I can start growing and I feel so far away. I'm in that space of like, I don't know what my next action item is. And I, I, I like to have, I like to be mid action all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just who I am. So uh, maybe next week I, I can tell you all about, all about my, my composting. Maybe by next week I'm one of those DIYers and I've like renovated Dennis's garage for him. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh my God, that would be so cool. It, maybe for 2023, maybe I'll set some intentions for that. But I think I think I've been enough, enough for me right now. But I hope you are having a really good week wherever you are. I hope you're enjoying these little... <laughs> <laughs> little insights into into Swedish life. This is just what life is now. I know pandemic-wise, COVID is just wild and crazy. I think everywhere in the world, I don't know if there's a part of the world that's better right now. It feels like everywhere it's really intense. So I hope you are safe. I hope, you know, if you have been sick, that you are recovering. If you're sick right now, I hope you recover so, so, so soon. And for all of us to reframe, you know, from this idea of being, because I spent a lot of time just kind of fearing being sick and not because I'm scared I'm going to die or I'm scared I'm going to have long-term crazy side effects. Like I feel really solid about when, I guess the word is, it's not if, it's when we get COVID, whatever variation we get. I feel really solid that, you know, we're going to make it through just fine, of course. But just reframing from that idea of, of getting really sick and being really sick to healing, right? Because we're, whatever comes our way, we are in the middle of having a healing. We're in the middle of healing something and um, upgrading our immune system. And there's a lot of strengthening that happens to our systems also as we recover from whatever comes our way, whether it's a cold or a stomach flu or, you know, our bodies are working so hard all the time to take really good care of us. And I hope wherever you are in this stage of all of this wild stuff that you feel solid, you know, that you really, really, really do and that you trust in your body and whatever measures you take to take care of yourself, that you feel good about that, you know, because that's really, I think, the most important thing that we feel like we're living a life that is really nourishing us in the best way. Because whenever you speak to yourself, your body's listening. So if you're telling yourself this story about 
how weak you are or how unequipped you are or how you know scared you are which of course we're all going to feel those things we're going to feel scared and not ready and overwhelmed but we have to also invite this other narrative of reminding ourselves that we are so fucking strong and resilient and really healthy that there's a a set foundational level of well-being inside of us already you know and your body knows how to heal it's healing right now so as long as you're taking care of yourself in the ways that feel the best for you and not just physical health right it involves your mental health is massive part of that your emotional health is a massive part of that you know you could be taking the world's most expensive high tech crazy ass vitamins and supplements and eating 100% organic and doing everything possible right and if you're not feeling good in your heart right if you're feeling unsafe you know if you're working through a lot of really heavy stuff and you're doing that without support or on your own your whole system is going to feel that so a big part of health and well-being is what happens in your heart and it's what happens in your mind and how you speak to yourself so don't forget about that don't forget about all the things that you are already doing to take care of your heart and your mind and how that plays a huge part in your overall health. And maybe one of the things you do for your overall well-being is listening to a podcast like this. You know, I'm in this space right now where I'm really trying to make sure I remind myself of the things I'm already doing, that I don't get sucked into this, this narrative of all the things I should be doing more to take care of myself. Like an example of that, I missed two therapy sessions in a row just for a lot of reasons. And then I start telling myself, oh my God, I've missed therapy twice and I'm not doing a good job. And oh, I haven't even focused on this part of this. And oh, I should have taken that supplement yesterday and I forgot and I didn't do that. And I'm, I didn't sweat yesterday. And like, I can get into this thing of I should be eating that way or drinking that way or taking those supplements or like I have, I get really rigid around all of my self-care. Sometimes I have this very judgmental mind that can just take over. And then even if I'm having a day where I'm watching succession the whole entire fucking day and I'm on the couch and I'm watching Netflix and I'm eating sugar and I am whatever, drinking soda or I am drinking wine or I am gossiping on the phone or I am not going outside, not spending time in nature. I am not, you know, if I'm having a day where I'm not doing any of the things that I have on my list of self-care, right, where I'm just, and I'm quote, air quoting here, failing at everything, you know, already there, <laughs> It's like we have to catch us in that moment before we go down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, I suck. I'm doing everything wrong. Everyone else is taking better care of themselves than I am. Everyone else has more tools than I have. Everyone else is doing a better job than I am. And it's like, hey, isn't part, like, isn't the reason we're doing all this stuff, the reason we're doing all the yoga, drinking all the tea, all the meditation sits, taking all the vitamins, fucking eating all the organic food. Isn't the reason for all of that so that we can have a day to watch Netflix and just relax? You know, that we can have both, that we can be all that we are as one whole human being and love ourselves when we're doing something that feels like it's off track and give ourselves and cut ourselves the slack to have 
a low day and a sad day and a lazy day and a tired day and days when we don't get to the gym and days when we eat junk food and, you know, we can't live this life where everything has to be perfect or where everything has to be in one specific way right? We're not meant to be that kind of human being. And if we think we're supposed to do that, we're eventually going to drop into that place where we feel inadequate because no one can sustain a life that's like that. So my view on, on health right now really is about balance, that I can mainly do things that nourish my body and that sometimes I'm going to do things that nourish my heart, right? that nourish my soul. And that's going to involve other things. And I'm going to have a tired day when I don't make it to yoga class and that I am just as fucking good and healthy and taking great care of myself resting on the couch. At the end of the day, you know, that, that self-love, I think it's, it's more about self-acceptance that we allow ourselves to be the way we are and that every day we are trying our best. Every day you're doing the best you can. Right now you are doing the best you can on the couch watching Netflix. You are doing the best you can. And if we want to change something about our lives, we can change something about our lives, but not from that judgmental place of, oh, you're not good enough. So change it. No, we change from a place of, oh, I want to feel differently, right? We change from a place of, oh, I really want to take care of myself, of a place from that stems from a genuine place of love right? Of wanting to live a life that just feels good. And anything we overdo eventually doesn't feel good. You know, a day on the couch watching, watching Netflix feels amazing. Seven days on the couch watching Netflix, not so much, <laughs> right? A day, like I fast sometimes, like a day of juice fasting or a day of raw food or a week of that, or, you know, there's a limit to how, how long I feel good with any kind of specific rigid thing, right? A day of, of drinking wine, an evening of, of drinking wine, I feel amazing. That's beautiful. Like a month of drinking wine? No, no. <laughs> so that we learn to flow in the in-between spaces here and that we open up the gates a little bit so that we can allow ourselves to be more than just one thing. And that whatever we are immersed in, this to me, I think is the most important thing, that we are still good, that fundamentally, foundationally, you are good. You are a good person. There's goodness inside of you, that there's nothing wrong with you. Fuck, can I tattoo that on my forehead? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you and you are doing a good job. All right, my loves, this has been one of those podcasts where I'm not even looking at the time. Normally I, I try to like keep it at a certain time. Okay, we're at 54 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I love you. Take great care of yourself, whatever that means for you right now. Today I'm eating organic and uh, drinking my electrolyte magnesium chlorella like crazy drink that I'm drinking and I'm drinking my dandelion tea and taking all of my supplements, and then I'm going to watch Succession. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> I hope your day looks kind of similar. It's kind of, sounds kind of like a good day to me. <laughs> uh, have a good one. Have a good day. Have a good week. And uh, I'll see you soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all the episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart, available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. And of course, a big thank you to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.